if you do you guys mind if I record this just for your yeah. guys, your reference and also for me um, so uh, this is a really just an opportunity to get to know each other um, I think like I said in my email you can only capture so much on a sort of like a messaging app or even something as, as beautiful and as well designed as mighty networks you don't necessarily get the nuance of people so I think this is a good time to actually uh, share a bit more about each of your journeys why um, why you've joined the happy startup school uh, and then you know, if you've got any questions or thoughts whether it's questions about the, the happy startup school itself or whether you've got a question about your own idea or a challenge that you're trying to face, and maybe we can work together to, to help you find some answers or make your way through it. So what I thought I'd start with is we'll just go round the room, uh, and if you just give a short introduction of who you are, what you're doing, what your project, if you are working on something, is, and also maybe your reasons for being a part of the community and what you'd like to get out of it. Um, so shall we start? I'm gonna, on my screen I have Ian then Nagar, and then Mickey. So let's start with Ian. Hey, hello everybody. Yeah, so my name's Ian Parker. I, I live down in, uh, I'd say, sunny Brighton. It's kind of sunny at the moment. Um, so I've got a bit of a dream and a passion at the moment. Um, it all, my, my sort of entrepreneurial spark that's been growing. Uh, what it is, is um, I got a piano. I got a piano about a, a year or two ago. It's over there in the corner, looking lovely. Uh, and it was all about me trying to find a music teacher. Um, I had no sort of luck, just there's just so many hurdles. I'd like, I'd go to call up somebody and get a bit shy. And uh, so, so I'm just, I had this um, sort of brainwave to try and create an app um, that makes that easier. Uh, and at the time I, I was using um, a fitness app, which um, this lovely fitness app that uh, it's called Move GB. And it's uh, what you do is you, set, you, you buy a, a gym membership and then that gym membership, you can go to all the lo loads of independent people that are around. So you can go to yoga classes and you can go to the bouldering and use the swimming pool. And it was just a brilliant idea that I thought, aha, I had this like magic moment where I thought, well, that'd be fantastic if that was instead of your yoga teachers, that was like a harp teacher or a drum teacher. So this kind of whole idea of, um, you know, sort of buying one membership that then would spread over um, this kind of, you know, chocolate selection box of adventure, all, all to do with my passion, which is, um, you know, playing music. Um, I suppose, I suppose from a sort of wellness point um, of view, I just, you know, in my past, I, I've always kind of found that music helps me calm down. Uh, if I'm sort of, when I was sort of angry, I'd play angry songs on the piano and that was just, you know, just that passion for, you know, I wanted to just share that sort of brilliant, brilliant source of, um, you know, calm and just experimenting. And um, and then it's kind of grown and grown and grown, this kind of monster now, which I kind of, um, it's this, uh, I should tell you its name, shouldn't I? <laughs> Blubbering on. Yeah, so I, I got struck by the name Gusto. You know, the, the name, if you play with Gusto, it means you kind of bum, 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 bum. So that whole energy is just um, kind of reflects me, as you can probably tell. Lots of gusto. So, um, so I, I went to. Um, I sort of took part in a kind of very commercial kind of happy startup school called Entrepreneurial Spark, which was uh, three months long, very kind of like school, but kind of not in a good way. School. It was kind of like you have to have this done. You, you kind of got in trouble if you hadn't done your homework. Uh, you know, kind of. Uh, but the one thing that was great was the community. The community of people. So there's 
about a class of 30 to 40 of us. Um, and it was just um, really good connections. And every time I sort of went along to it, you get a kind of yes moment from someone or another connection or, oh, I know somebody that can help you with that. And I think that's what I look for in, in our new community is that kind of same, um, you never know what's going to come out of it. You know, you never know what chance happening might then meet someone new. Um, so the state that I am at the moment is I'm feeling a bit, I'm feeling a bit like um, roadblocky. That's what, what I feel like. I've kind of got all these things that I need to kind of do and kind of need a bit of a roadmap. You know, like I, I, I work quite well when I've got a kind of roadmap in front of me. I've got my taskers, but the task lists keep multiplying like they're in gremlins, you know, they keep like, don't feed it after midnight. Uh, so this is what I'm after. I'm after from, from the group. If you've got any websites or uh, imagery that you might have, um, I sort of found a really nice sort of roadmap, but they're very linear. Um, but just some sort of idea how I can formulate and sort of you know get all my, my tasks down into a good, workable, manageable sort of situation. Cool. Excellent. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Excellent. That's uh, yeah. We we are. I think we've we, we got a clear picture there and uh, yeah roadmap is a good term and I'll, I'll say why in a minute because it's something that we're I think is very useful for a lot of people when they've got super ideas in them. So Negar why don't you um, tell us a bit about you and, and where you're at. Uh, hi I'm Negar and uh, I'm a co-founder I'm the founder of two happy startups. Uh, what we do is uh, we create happy feeling and then we sell it. So we, we really sell, sell happiness. And I started this journey six years ago in Iran. And I created a startup for uh, creating happy details on products and services and applications for daily life. And during these six years, we had lots of success stories. For example, we have uh, half a million followers in social media. So we have more than 200 item products. All of them are for daily use. For example, happy agenda, happy calendar, stickers and everything that makes daily life a little bit happier and last year I decided to make this idea international so I start traveling a lot to in the world and finally in June 2017 I settled down in Montreal because uh, this city is uh, developed uh, as US but the culture is European and lots of diversity you can see here so it's a really good place as a culture for me to start the international happiness company and during these 10 months uh, my new journey of international market started and uh, now we have lots of things to do and the next week is the launch of our first product here in Canada. Well. Wow. Congratulations. And what is it that attracted you to the Happy Startup School? Uh, the most important thing is I see lots of like-minded uh, people around together and I can talk about my vision with some people that their concerns are the same and they want to make world a better place and the community is really valuable for me. Uh, and this is the main reason that I joined to Happy Startup Community. Excellent. Thank you, Nega. Michaela. Oh, you're welcome. Hello. Okay. So 
Um, firstly, can I just say hi, everybody? And I love both of your ideas, by the way. Um, Eon, that's my piano in the back. <laughs> Yay. And um, you know what? I just with that, I struggle to get a violin teacher. I need a violin teacher. So if you add all of that, that's what I need. Okay, I'm in there. I bought your product. Yeah, and and Mega, I love your product about the happiness. That's amazing. Anyway, I just wanted to. Oh, yeah. thank you. Awesome. So um, yeah, so I'm. Uh, you can call me Mickey. That's that's easy. Um, and I live in, in Mackay in Queensland, in Australia. And my nine turning 10 year old son next week has just made me a coffee wow that's um, complaining <laughs> yeah so um yeah so basically my, my my background is that i i worked in media worked in commercial radio for a long time um loved it hated it i'm also a writer as well loved it hated it well we have um, matt smith yeah that's yeah hey matt hello <laughs> So, yeah, so my, my business is that I help people um, write their memoirs. Um, and so we the tagline is that we preserve your memories for the future in your very own book. So everybody always says, I want to write my own story. I need to write my own story. Or they say, um, you know, my grandfather passed away. I wish I had known about his life. I wish I had his story. And nobody really has the time to write it and so what we do what I do is that I go to that person um, I can go either in person or we can do it online over the internet oh a new person hello new person um, hi hi Matt and um, hi hello Carlos <laughs> we're just doing introductions at the moment so you just come onto the table oh fantastic you'll be next. all right <laughs> all righty so, so um, sorry, just a backtrack, I write, I write people's memoirs. Um, and so what I do is that I, I take my little trusty microphone and I either go to their place or um, we can do it over Skype. And we do six one-hour sessions or nine one-hour sessions or 12 one-hour sessions, depending on um, what type of book it is. I take those, I let them just talk for forever. They just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and let everything out about their lives and their memories and all those things. And we take those audios, uh, transcript them, collate them, edit them, add some beautiful photos and print them into hardcover books. So, yeah, that's basically what, what I do. So it's combining my radio experience, my commercial radio experience and my writing experience into one. Um, and so my business is very new. So I've only, um, we've only been, I've only been doing this for... Um, Oh, since mid last year, but it's still really new. Um, and I guess I joined the Happy Startup School because I've, I've been in other with other businesses that have been around for 20, 30 years, which is really great to have that knowledge. But it's also really exciting to, to be in with people and businesses who are just starting up and have that excitement. And we're all going through that same madness together. And um, that's like, it's like, oh, yeah, I've got that same problem or, oh, God, yeah, all of those things. So it, that's kind of why I joined this one, just to sort of be in with the my people. And, yes, that's it. Mickey, have you already, have you already launched or is it um, – so you actually – I have – I have launched. I did – I have launched. Um, unofficially, we actually – and we did we, – we, we launched last year, but it was – I had no social media or anything like that. I actually only launched my social media – was it last week? In the last couple of weeks, um, so in the middle of a slack, um, 
but sadly scripts is my business so um yeah so i really need to that's why i sort of we did a soft i i keep saying we i did a soft launch um and just yeah tried to get books and learn about how long it would actually take and things like that and it takes a lot longer than i originally anticipated <laughs> like, hey, we can knock out a book in like two three months no 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 you can't <laughs> so yeah anyway that's where i'm at Brilliant. Thank you, Mickey. And yeah, like, like a lot of good things, they usually take time. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Matt, welcome to the call. Thank you for joining us. It's great to have you on board. Yeah, thank you. Apologies um, for being a bit late. No worries. Uh, well, I, I, I did tell Mickey I was going to tell anyone off who was late because she's woken up at half past five in the morning in Queensland, Australia. <laughs> so why don't you uh, tell us where you're based, what you do a bit about yourself and also um, your reasons for being part of the community and what you'd like to be out of, to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'm based out of Buffalo, New York. Um, so it's, um, it's not five in the morning, but, uh, <laughs> slightly more reasonable four in the afternoon. Um, and I guess I started to get uh, seriously into the entrepreneurial space um, last September. So I had a bit of a job change and, and was kind of unhappy as, uh, as the vice president of operations for, uh, for manufacturing companies. So thought I might try my hand at uh, taking some lessons learned and, and rolling those into a couple of products that, that might be able to help not only myself, but kind of then family and friends and, and it's kind of grown into a bigger community. So um so there's two kind of main focuses i would say at the group with uh, with what i'm working on and they're they're slightly interchanged so one one is an experiential learning um program set up for high school and college kids to help them figure it out so in our story there is we've got uh, my wife sarah and i have a couple of teenage daughters and we're going to be uh, sending them off to college soon writing big checks and uh, and they have no idea what they want to do so, and as we talked to them, we kind of came up with this, well, how would they know what they want to do? Because they've been exposed to absolutely nothing other than being a dishwasher in a restaurant. So is there a way basically to um, set up something to provide them with opportunities to meet different companies doing different things? And, uh, and so that's launching this summer as kind of a week-long summer camp. Or, uh, and the pilot's going to be with about 30 kids and they're going to get to see about 30 different companies. So wow. that's, that's pretty exciting. And then the other thing that I'm working on, so during my kind of self-exploration phase, I came up with uh, a kind of a handbook for me that turned into a bit of a life management system. So my background is engineering and Six Sigma and all kinds of systems and processes and as I was looking for that business system for life, I couldn't find it. So, uh, so I put one together for myself and, uh, and then had that beta testing to about 50 different people. And the feedback I got was, hey, this is really super cool, but it needs to be like a year-long coaching scenario. So that's one thing. Finding those people that want to be coached is a bit of a challenge. So we've dumbed it down and created a light version called the happiness experiment. So, and what that, what that promise is, is that in 30 days, we'll help you build a daily routine that will increase your happiness. And it can be individually run, 
or it can be, um, or it can go fits very nicely into businesses in terms of like staff meetings and lunches and learns and stuff like that. So, and we're in the process of piloting that at a, at a couple of different companies. So, brilliant. And what is it that attracted you to to the Happy Startup School, and what are you looking to get from being a member? Yeah, I think so. Happy Startup School was, you know, I've I've appreciated your guys' writings for for quite some time, and uh, as I thought about my position, it uh, it relates kind of completely with where the community is, in terms of, you know, hey, I'm brand new, I've got some great ideas, but uh, but no one does this stuff alone. So to have a community of friends and neighbors to uh, bounce ideas off of and um, get some suggestions in terms of best practices to um, um, to ease the lessons learned that I'm inevitably going to have to go through would be great. Fantastic. It's great to hear. Thanks, Matt. That's, that's amazing. Uh, and given where you're at and the kind of things you're doing, there, there are definitely a number of people that I'd love to point you in the direction of to at least they seem to be on similar paths and so there might be similar stories and experiences you can share. Um, so what I'd like to do is, uh, I think we've heard a bit of the stories of everyone and where, you know, the kind of businesses you're trying to create or you are creating or trying to push forward. Um, what we, like I said on the email, we, we run these things called Ideas, these events called Ideas Cafe and it's a way of actually just, um, having the right conversations with the right people and rather than me sort of try and control and manage the agenda and tell you what we should be talking about and the interesting stuff it was like getting you guys to just propose some topics or some questions that you may have. So what I'd like you to do is just to maybe spend a minute, um, have a think. If you've got something already, maybe just sit with it. Uh, and if you come up with whatever comes up with a question, a topic, maybe something you just want to share, uh, an idea you want to share, or, or maybe you've got a challenge in your business at the moment and something that you want to help yourself move forward with. And we'll give it a minute to just sit and think about that. And then I'll get you to type that topic into the chat. And I hope you will have a chat facility available on your screens. And if you don't, put your hand up. You found it, Michaela or Mickey? Uh, uh, no. Are you on an iPad? Uh, oh, hang on. Yes. Cool. Okay. Where is it? Where is it on the iPad? I can't remember. You swipe down. Uh, I don't know. No. Oh, hey! I clicked on participants on the top there. Oh, sure. I'm in mobile version and I can't find it. Is it just, just in a desktop version? Oh, someone. Uh, there we go. Mickey's just sent a message. Maybe that will <laughs> highlight an icon on your on your screen. So you on your phone, nigga? Yes. And then if you tap the screen, there are usually like options on the bottom. I don't know if it's on a Android, if it's different. Oh, yes. I think I can find it. Yay. Fantastic. Hey. I should have done this at the beginning. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyone who can't find the chat facility gets kicked out. <laughs> so yes, if you um, have a question or a topic, then feel free to type away. for this but clear clear direction could you could you help me out with that so, so at the moment i'm, I'm a little a bit, bit of a about where you are uh, and where you're hoping to go yeah i kind of like um i had, I had this really great infograph of kind of like it was like a checklist like a snake that i actually posted on the mighty network which really did help me move in the right direction it kind of took me through you know have you done your market research have you done this blah blah blah, blah. um and then but at the moment, I kind of like I've seemed to have lost my way, and I was just wondering if there's any tools that you guys use, you know, like uh, any sort of brainstorming techniques or anything like that that can help me kind of clarify where I need to go. Because at the moment, I've kind of got all the doors in front of me to open, and I don't know which which one to go through. Brilliant. Are you are you familiar with the business model canvas? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. Um, because um, I previously I did something that, which used that one before. Because um, I know that we at the Happy Startup, you've got a slightly different triangle version, haven't you? Yeah. I thought before we go maybe into detail, I just want to make sure that there's any other questions, and then we can um, pick any topics. Right. Let me type one. I do have. I do have one. So. Brilliant. Excellent. I'm going to get back to the chat. Chat. Um. Excellent. That's a good one. Mickey and Aga, are you good? Yes, just thinking. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I I have yeah, I'm good with these questions for now. Yeah. Nagar's just thinking, we'll let her think for a little bit more. Actually, I'll put I'll put one in. Whatever comes up, there's no such thing as a bad question. It then means I can play, I can I can show off with with the thing I wanted to show off with. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. Cool. That's good. Do we still have you, Nega? Where's the screen for you? Yes, 
Yes, oh. just a second. <laughs> That's cool. No, it's, it's your screen looked like it was frozen, so I wasn't sure if you were still still with us. That awkward moment when you're talking to someone on a video call, and maybe you talk, well, I've had it, be talking for like 10 minutes, <clears throat> 10 minutes and realise they're not there anymore. <laughs> Okay. Yay. Brilliant. Okay. Cool. Good. That's nice. Excellent. Um, so, um, what I'd like you to do is um, pick, uh, I think you've got multiple choice here. I'd say your two votes. Pick a topic that you are most, actually, we'll just do one vote. Pick one of the topics that you are most uh, either interested in or you think you can contribute most to. And I'll give you two votes, that'll be good. And you can, and you can vote for your own one if you want. <laughs> How do we vote? Just, there should be a way of clicking on the, um, did you get um, a poll up here on your screen? Oh God, hang on, let me put my coffee down. <laughs> Very complicated. No, so technical. This is a new thing, isn't it? Oh, poll in progress. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, cool. All right. You guys are guinea pigs. I've never done this before on this thing. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Brilliant. Mine, right. Mine and Mickey's questions are quite similar, actually, aren't they? Because I'm yeah. kind of procrastinating. Yeah. That's what they are. They're kind of the same. That's all right. That's Excellent. So we'll tackle those two first, and then we will go in with uh, being a new person on the block, validating a target audience, and then we'll talk about the happy product. So why don't we kick off with you two? So I think we're very. Um, why don't you, um, uh, Mickey? Actually, because I think we have a clear idea of where Ian is. What do you want to talk about? where you're at with procrastination. Yeah, so my, my procrastination isn't that I don't know where I'm going. My procrastination is that I know where it's going and if I start, then I have to keep going. <laughs> so because, what I, because my books are big projects, um, I by nature, it's quite, it's quite funny, I was actually having a discussion with somebody the other day, yesterday actually about this. I by nature like smaller short projects right mm -hmm. um and it's, it's funny that i have started a business that requires massive projects which goes against the grain of, of me but because i am so in love with and invested in the the concept of the books and all that sort of thing there's no way to make it a smaller thing so i have to it forces me to do this thing that i'm not very good at so because of that and that's okay and I accept that and that, that's good. It's kind of out of my comfort zone. This business is out of my comfort zone in that area. Because of that, I procrastinate. I get through first the easy parts in the beginning of the books. I go and do the interviews with people. The next part is to, is to edit those books down and it is a massive task and I procrastinate because it's so big and I need to work out how to just go, sorry, I swear a lot and I'm trying really hard not to do that in this case. Okay. <laughs> There's no children here. Apart from your household. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. He's all the time. So, yeah, so I, I don't know how to break through that part where I just go, fuck it, just do it and 
get to that next section. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's where I get stuck. And I know that if I get through it, but I just see it as each of these is a massive little mountain, which I've personally created. <laughs> so there's nobody else involved here but mine. Um, and that's, yeah, that's where I'm at. How do I switch that little part in my brain of motivation or whatever it is to take that first step and do it? Cool. So just to summarise, we have... Ian, who um, feels like the way I, the picture in my head is like there's, there's like a loads of things to do, many, many tasks. And it's knowing what to do in what order so you can focus on this thing now rather than getting distracted by all the other things that need to happen. And as I understand, well, I, I, I would assume being overwhelmed by the task. Yeah, and a lot of it is the unknown as well. Like, for example, um, if I need to do my terms and conditions on my website, mm. I mean, like, I'm procrastinating over it because I know that that's a boring task that I never want to think about. Uh, <laughs> it's like yours, you know. So it's yeah. the same thing. But is it worth me spending the energy on that or is it actually spending energy on something else? Or, ah, too many doors to do. Yeah, so it's, that's, yeah you're exactly right. Prioritising and knowing what's worth my time right now. Yeah, and what's the sequence and what should happen next and what should happen next and then it sounds like with Mickey it's more of a case of I want to do this I've got to do this but I'm not going to do it at the moment (laughs) and how how am I going to get over that hurdle is that fair yeah absolutely cool okay so let's start with Ian says who's got some uh, you can start off with questions if you want to clarify even more Ian's context, or if you're if you're ready to jump in with uh, a roadmap hack. You're, Ian, you're going to laugh at this, but so this is the book that's uh, that I just finished last night. The one <laughs> up a little bit for me, just so I can't see the bottom of everyone's faces. The one thing, the one thing, yeah, focus, focus, focus. So. So th- this is a uh, this this was really good, but in here, kind of the thing that I've got highlighted a couple times is the author asked this question, and that question is, what's the one thing you can do this week such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary? Mm. So it's a bit like that eat the frog thing first, is it? Is that what that kind um, of thing? different? Thing. I think I think eat the frog is the right thing for Mickey. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right this this track. one is more of just you know thinking about all of those tasks and it's really just the it's the vital few versus the trivial many right it's that where's that funnel and how do you get down to that that one thing that, that you really have to get done this week and then getting that done and then kind of ignoring if you will the other things and and kind of the I guess the phraseology that he put in this is that all of this stuff is going to be sequential, but he, but he used, this is a very interesting picture of domino theory. So I'll, uh, so the first domino by not, by knocking down the first domino, the second domino is bigger, 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 bigger. And I think the example they used is the 31st domino is bigger than Mount Everest. (laughs) So it, you know, it's kind of a, get started do that one thing and then just keep doing that one thing all the time you know you just got to figure out a way to, to block out the noise yeah much like you were saying about actually in your own idea about getting repetition going throughout the day 
that's right. what I'm trying to set up as well. And I'm trying to set time aside so that I do exactly that. I focus on the one that one important thing, like you're saying. So yeah, I think um, it's making life a bit smoother. Can you block your calendar? Can you just set aside and just say, you know, put on there an hour or whatever, and this is going to be, I'm not taking any phone calls. I'm not doing anything. I'm just, you know, this is just blocked for that. Yeah, I'm quite lucky. I get the mornings to myself in the house. So I've got like, um, okay. that block is quite good. Yeah. Who's cool. the author of that one, sorry? Um, it's Gary Keller, K-E-L-L-E-R. Cool. And the book is called The One Thing, is that right? It's called The One Thing, yeah. Brilliant. I'll just stick in the chat for, for reference. Cool. I like um, your idea or what you said there, Matt, about making something, making maybe the next thing unnecessary or other things unnecessary. Right. And it reminded me of a phrase someone was, actually Matthew Bellringer, who's a uh, part of the community, he talked about the difference between solving problems and dissolving problems. <laughs> and, and it's when actually something that you think you need to do ends up not being important at all or necessary because there's something else that's actually more fundamental to what what's going to take you forward. And then that thing actually doesn't matter anymore. Right. Um, the thing that came up for me when you were talking Ian, is when you talked about roadmap, it's um, there's, there's doing one thing and I agree, Matt, and then it's doing the next thing and the next thing. It's also finding someone who's done something similar to you or something that you want to do to, so that they can tell you what to ignore sometimes. And to to be able to then um, line those dominoes in the right order as well, so that they they that you can you can know that don't tackle the big one first because there is the the frog thing, but there's also there may be some things that are worth doing before other things. Um, and one of the biggest challenges I've found for most people at the beginning stage is that they they do focus on the wrong. Things. And usually is they focus very much on the product, making the product before actually working out who actually needs this and being clear about the people, A, who these people are, what are their motivations and, and, and are, they willing, are, they, are they willing to pay for something? And if they're not, what are they willing to pay for? And having those kind of quite hard conversations for people or hard things to think about because sometimes the answers they get back aren't particularly comfortable because they sometimes negate completely the product you were thinking about doing in the first place but what they can do is actually open up new opportunities and think wow no that's the thing that should happen because that's what people want to people need yeah i suppose people are quite they like their their idea to be quite set and i'm quite up for it to be quite flexible so this kind of yeah but does create the final thing so i'm quite up for that sort of the challenge of that so are you going are you going to be doing the um the profit purpose and profit program next month yeah but when does that start may 7th may 7th yeah that that's a roadmap <laughs> oh well there we are then. <laughs> that's that's going to be a sequence of steps that we're going to tell you to follow to get to a certain place and so um that's one way of tackling it um, and I, and uh, Lawrence and I also do one-to-one -one coaching uh, and part of that is an initial road mapping session where we actually try and understand where is it you want to go next 
and then break that down into realistic and relevant tasks. I think relevant is the most important thing for me. Cool, lovely. Can I, um, sorry to interrupt. Um, a few years ago, I did a, a, a Tony Robbins thing and he had a, a, a concept called chunking, which is when you work out, when you write everything down, actually just to preempt that, how much have you got of that written down or how much of that roadmap is still in your head like that you need to put down? I think my problem is I've got this. I have everything up here. I sort of like make too many roadmaps. That's my problem. I kind of like, I've got this big A3 poster that I love to sketch in because I'm quite, you know, visual. And then I'm, next one. So, so yeah, it's about focusing it and, you know. Okay, so he, his concept of that is that actually some of those tasks may be the same thing, like what you are kind of saying. And so to actually go, is the terms and conditions part of also writing the about page which is also writing part of this which is still which is it a copywriting chunk and is this these couple of chunks that may sound really random actually part of another chunk and rather than tackling one of it's those all, individual little tasks chunk and you go i'm writing all of that and that then that chunk is done and I, I personally found that because I'm a, I'm a magpie. I like shiny things. I get really distracted easily as well. And so chunking things and going, actually, this group of things is, and that's helped me with that. Yeah. And also getting everything out of your head and putting it down. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Yeah. That's a really good I like. I'm going to be chunky by the end of the year. <laughs> it's Tony's yeah. idea. It's my idea to give it all to Tony. Okay, Ian, on your uh, on your roadmaps, why are you ripping one up and creating a new one? Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, I think I get a, I'm a bit I get a bit bored. I've got a short attention span, I think, as well. So I like the fun stuff, you know. So um, seems to be a like, trait of entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm probably like they call them scanners, don't they? You know, like oh, let's do this. Oh, 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 oh over here, over here, you know. So I'm kind of like, yeah, and that's why something visual and something sort of set in stone. And then I sort of work well by ticking it off and going down. So that's that kind of linear, linear pattern really sort of works for my brain. But um, yeah, I think I think the overall thing what I'm hearing is it kind of needs to be a bit more focused and a bit more distilled. Like you say, chunk them together. So my brain works on one area at the same time. Like you say, like do the legal stuff and then do the fun stuff and do the physical stuff. I think Matt's thing about the business model canvas and any of those kind of more structured things, those fused well is basically creating a roadmap for you because ultimately what you're trying to do is just pinpoint the stuff that's really not nailed down or not clear and not certain you're going to say something matt i was i was just going to ask ian if he's been out kind of you know sharing his idea with potential customers and getting their feedback and you know trying to trying to dial in really who is that who is that customer and and what do they need and you know ultimately no matter no matter what you're thinking right is what's kind of the value proposition out of that yeah so so i did um quite a lot i did a survey monkey um you know, the survey monkey thing where you send out the surveys uh, to find out what sort of instruments people are looking for what price ranges um what sort of age groups and i think um like just distilling that down and just talking to everybody that I ever meet actually about the whole idea. Right, right. Boring and people switch off. But um, like I think I've, I've kind of got the idea for my, for my own clients. I kind of want the people that are just coming out of school age because they're quite catered for lessons up to, up to college, much like I was. And then all of a sudden you get dropped after that 
the support from the college. You have to give your instrument back, maybe. You, know, you have to give your instrument back, maybe. Um, and so there's lots of people that have got dusty old instruments that are sitting in their their um, you know in their spaces. And I think they're the ones that I want to ignite back to the joy of playing music again. That's what that's what my yeah. I, I suppose I should explain the idea quickly to you, Matt. It's just basically it's basically an Uber for music teachers in a kind of way. So you can look. You, you're free next Wednesday. You can hit the app, book book it in through the app, and uh, and you've also got. It, the idea is you, you spend a gym membership sort of and you get tokens and then those tokens can be spent willy-nilly on the whole group of music students so you can go drum lesson one day violin lesson the next day did you do group lesson the next day right, right. so that's the plan so it's kind of the plain playfulness of it all is, okay is um and all cashless so all all done via mobile payments i yeah uh, i know uh, a company it's in canada and uh, their expertise is creating the roadmap for platform businesses so maybe they can help you because uh, their expertise is exactly what you need and also there is a laboratory in mit university and the professor that has a book on it I will find that for you and you can read that and I think you can solve your problem because all of them are about platform business and the here in Canada, uh, at least I know about the Canada market, the platform businesses are really hot and there are lots of these stuff are, uh, on the market. So you can read them and also connect to that Canadian uh, company to have some uh, free discussion with them. Oh, cool, yeah, sure. Fantastic. I think two things that came up for me is, uh, as a general suggestion, um, I would never start with a survey um, with any kind of business unless you're really clear as to um, as to who the customer is, because what you'll get is just a scattergun uh, responses. Um, there's this thing if you if if you if you speak. When you're marketing something, you speak to everyone, you speak to no one because it, the message becomes very, well, you try to speak to everyone, speak to no one because the message becomes very diluted. Um, in the spirit of having a roadmap and doing one thing uh, and doing the right thing, if there's very much, you know, part of the thing I believe you should be looking at is really crafting these archetypes because the what I get when you speak, Ian, is you, there is loaded with a lot of assumptions. Assumptions of behavior, assumptions of um, a type of person in terms of the age group, assumption of their ability to pay, assumption of their even their willingness to actually do something about it. So I would create these archetypes, these personas of the people that you're assuming that would want to do this and then find those people and make sure those people exist in the world. And that, that in itself is quite a involved job but it's it's the one thing i would say that would be really useful for you oh great yeah it's, it's, i think you're right i think in my head i've got designer customers already you know <laughs> like yeah, like, yeah. But that's, that's not that's normal you know with everyone who does this stuff it's like i already know who who's the customer usually it's me and then i'm trying to find clones of me um, but then one of the things about you being the customer is that and I, I remember the, being uh, uh, talking to someone who does crowdfunding. He's like, you are, you've got to think of yourself as a lunatic because the thing about being a lunatic is no one understands you. And so you have to remember that when you speak and talk about your idea as if no one actually knows what's going through your head. Exactly. 
And so it's really having to break it down and meet people where they are with what they think you're talking about. It's a bit of a tricky one. But, um, but that's why breaking it down, like using personas, using kind of user, um, user behavior mapping. Since you, you're a visual person, you like to draw, make, creating, we do these kind of six up diagrams where you kind of like draw the day in the life of your, your ideal customer. And, what, and where would they actually interact with your app? And what were they doing at the time? And what is it that they're looking to achieve? That kind of thing. Uh, harnessing your superpowers of drawing to start visualizing these, these assumptions you have. Brilliant. Lovely. Thanks for your, thanks for your help, guys. Cool. So we're going to help Mickey eat a frog. <laughs> it's a big frog. Sometimes I'm like, yes, let's go. And then other times I'm like, oh, Netflix. So, <laughs> right. yeah, hey, help Mickey, me. Mickey, can you crowdsource that stuff that you don't like to do, even a small percentage of it? I can. Um, I, I actually, the one thing that I do, I send off is I send the transcripts off to a company called Rev to get transcribed. I started doing that myself and then I realized that was a stupid idea. Um, and so I do do that part. Um, also, I think a little part of that is me having, um, I need to give up control of that, um, of those other parts, because I don't mind sending something up to get transcribed. transcribed but I think you're like giving that part to somebody else so that I can focus on what I'm good at and which is the interviews and getting the people. So yeah, okay. And what I heard from you, Mickey, is like the specific thing is like getting down and editing that copy and making it, turning it into a coherent narrative. Is that the challenge? You've got this big, big bit of text and you're trying to edit it. Yeah. So I, um, just my background is in copywriting, which Matt missed before. So I'm very good at writing radio ads in... 15 minutes, you know, we're talking 85 words, this is it, pump that out, not a problem, I'll write 50 of them in a day, all different, brilliant, brilliant. But we're talking about books that are 20, 30, 40, 50,000 words, yeah. which is... Completely understand. Not, right. Yeah, I'm like, that's a lot of words, people. Yeah, um, in, your, in your other scenario, you get to switch from task to task to task, and it keeps you in that, you know, hey, this is interesting and challenging to me. So as opposed to border. Yeah, and I need to keep that, you know, I'll start doing a little bit of editing and then I'll get 10,000 words in and I'm like, I'm done for another three weeks. And that's really bad. <laughs> like, it's yeah. really bad. No, but I think, so there's some really, are you familiar with a guy by the name of Dan Sullivan? Oh. He runs, he runs name a business. is familiar, but I don't know. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. He runs a business called Strategic Coach. So Tony, Tony Robbins uses Dan as like a strategic coach. Um, and Whoa, Tony of, Robbins coach. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Exactly. They're all, they're all kind of in, yeah, in the same circle. Um, but yeah, he's got a really um, interesting podcast. Um, and time 10x talk. But he talks, one of the things with a concept in there is, is that everybody's got their unique strength and you can't be good at everything. And where you need to spend all your time is where your strength is. 
So okay. where you're kind of the front end person and the interview person, and they call that kind of front stage, then there's backstage people that do all the detailed work. So you just need to find that person because every time, because in his world, it's all about energy. And if you're, you know, you're not doing it because it sucks energy out of you. So, right, find, find somebody else, delegate. Okay. Okay. All right. That's, yeah. I mean, if you try it once, I mean, it's, you know, no harm, no foul, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. I'm going to find me some writers. <laughs> at least, yeah, at least editors. Editors. Hey, yeah. happy birthday. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so, so, Mickey, whereabouts um, physically do you do the work? Do you do it at home or do you take yourself away to a little special place and get your brain to work there? I would love the luxury of having a special place, um, but I don't. Um, I write from home and I do, I have a part-time job where I write in a creative agency. That's quite funny as a copywriter in marketing. Uh, it's quite funny because I work in a job that I never applied for and they don't have, a, they don't have my resume. It's a friend of a friend who needed a copywriter and she's like, you, you're hired. I'm like, I don't want a job. So, um, <laughs> so I do have that ability to go and do that sort of work but from this point of view I, I work from home um, and I would love to have that space but I have to work with what I've got mm. um, I tried working in libraries but I ended up just reading all books so um, yeah sounds, that's like it sounds a little bit like maybe you, you, you're like me I, I'm easily distracted so I find my you know when I've got tasks to do I go to some where in my house which has got the least visual stimuli or at least it feels comfortable mm -hmm. and I get myself a cup of tea and I make myself you know so it's, you're kind of rewarding yourself like you would you know like a dog or a pet you know for, for doing some hard work you can feed yourself something nice or give yourself a treat at the end mm -hmm. of doing something but I would do it in small bursts as well if you have to do it you know if you haven't got a, if you haven't outsourced it then you do need to give yourself a go and then the brain gets tired and then stop and then get I suppose you mm -hmm. do that anyway yeah, but I know I love the outsourcing idea. Let's just do that. <laughs> cool. Brilliant. Excellent. Um, uh, we're actually hitting half nine now. Uh, we've done the call for an hour. Um, so what I propose we can, if, are people happy to stay on for another five minutes? Are you yeah, okay, Megar, to stay on? And then we'll try and just tackle maybe Matt's question uh, around validating as so the way i understand this is basically getting people to trust you even though this is a new product yeah i think so right so in my world one of the one of the target audiences is business and in kind of getting it into a business is the specific person that i want to reach is the person that's in charge of resources so carlos maybe i mean you guys are kind of playing in this happy startup space but it's an idea of Right. So for people performance, here's, you know, this product that has the opportunity to enhance, improve anything that you're currently working on. And now it's basically convincing that person. So or perhaps a strategy. I know within that world of, you know, hey, you're an HR manager, you've got, you know, probably 20 things on your plate at any one particular time. And of course, to me, you know, hey, people performance has got to be number one. But for you, it's probably, you know, keeping the trouble, keeping the company out of legal trouble and, you know, a whole bunch of other issues on top of that. So, yeah. So I guess kind of navigating that to find, you know, people 
um, that have this as, as a problem based on their, you know, hey, there's 10 things that you're responsible for, so, but I need to find the people that have that one. And then once you find the people with that one, then especially in a corporate world, there's a whole risk and reward thing. And so if I use somebody known, if I use McKinsey on the extreme side of things, hey, I know what I'm getting and no one ever got fired for that. Yeah, it costs you a lot of money, but you know it's safe. Whereas if you try new things, um, people are, you know, they're sticking their neck out a little bit, so. So your, tar your, your, your target audience is, and the audience, actually the audience you want to go for is the, the corporate HR the manager, is that correct? Correct. <laughs> And so you, and you're basically, you're, you're trying to find out what's the, so that I'm going to project here, what's the most efficient way I could create a beachhead on those, that for that audience. Um, Correct. Yep. Uh, so, uh, and you said mo the, one of the challenges is if you're trying to tackle uh, someone in HR, they've got another nine other things in their priority list. How do you how do you make yours more important than all of that, or it's how do you find the person who's not that exactly? It's going in and finding the people. So you've got ten things that are on your menu, right? It's yeah. finding the people that have your thing top of mind. Top of their list. Fine, excellent. Okay, so there's a, there's loads of companies out there in the world, and there's going to be and there's loads of HR directors, and some of those the first the thing they're on the hunt for is how do i make my employees happier happier and more productive correct happier and yep. more productive awesome okay um yeah if anyone has any thoughts i would kick off with it's understand you know you worked in corporates understanding how do these hr managers get their information I don't know if you you have you know that or you looked into that already. You know, are there publications or conferences or even forums that they join? Um, so yes, I think they're 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 highly likely to be a member of a professional organization um, cool. as as part of that to subscribe maybe to a magazine. Mm -hmm. um, um, to be invited to conferences, whether whether they go to conferences, um, I don't I don't think within that world there's too many trade shows, but mm -hmm. I think it would more more conferences. So and then probably um, like local groups, so uh, a meetup of you know say kind of HR managers within the Buffalo area. Mm. So it sounds like um, for low effort kind of low risk approach is the first thing would be finding those meetups because you can just turn up to those you don't have to get permission necessarily um, when it comes to trade associations uh, or professional associations then i would then say all right now you switch your your persona and your 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 kind of spotlight on what do those people need and how can you work with those organizations so that then they would then promote you to their HR director audience. Um, and then in terms of the conferences, it's there, I would say they're probably a bit more investment and uh, maybe a bit more uh, investment in money and time, but 
essentially turning up to a conference maybe and starting to hang around with people and talk to them. That might, that might be just a really interesting idea, yeah. yeah. Anyway, have you, do you have like, um, so one of the things is like you want to build trust with them. It's like you want to pin, make an assumption or through the conversation, or the story that's going through my head is like, you turn up at a meetup and you find one actually where there's some HR directors, you actually get managed to talk to a few of them really get and um, find someone who's really interested in what you're doing. You really pinpoint one of the key problems that they have. And maybe there's like a leaflet or a crib sheet that you can create for them. And then you can actually then go to a conference and just look for people and just hand them this crib sheet and say, all right, you've got this problem here, take this for free. My name's at the bottom. These are my details. If you want to know more and any other things you can get in touch with me, but I'm going to solve your problem now for free. And that way you start building this awareness and at least this trust that you're a person who understands what, what they're going through and, and you're happy to give them stuff. Um, yeah, love that idea. You know, just kind of that trust building and create content. So leaflets, white papers, blogs, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, find out, find out where they are and kind of, kind of sneak in that way and, and just be offering value all the time. Can you create your own little community? You know, right. create your own little mighty network, invite people in, um, do a little webinar, maybe a virtual conference, free virtual conference, try and get someone to speak for you. Um, suck up to someone who's doing something similar <laughs> and get them to right. Right. Get, their, get their sheen to rub off on you. Um, I know people in that space that are experts, so that would be a good idea. Yeah do this when we when we did our first summer camp it was basically tapping up all the people that we like admired and just you know told them that we admired them and said do you want to be part of this thing right 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 and you some know, of them said people, they respond well to that yeah they love it it's like if there's it's, it's you know yeah and then and, and you know we found some people who were perfectly happy to give up their time to give a talk at a conference that never happened before in a place that was not really set up for conferences to people who never realized they wanted to go to a conference of that type. And six years down the line, we are our sixth conference. <laughs> oh, yeah, said, no, Lawrence good. will kill me. It's not a conference. It's a gathering right. of like-minded people. And then the second time, I would imagine it's a lot easier because you, know, yeah. you came and saw the energy and did some good. And Exactly. And you have stuff. I think the thing to bear in mind, if you're going to do something like that, that I think some people forget is getting an amazing, uh, well, good photographer, good someone who can capture some good video, some good imagery, because that's the thing that captures people's imagination. You know, being able to record the talks, even if it's like an online webinar, or recording it, sharing it. That's the stuff that people want to, um, they, they feed off in terms of building trust. Love it. Awesome. Thank you. All very helpful. Cool, excellent. So uh, next time uh, we have a call, all of this will be done. Uh, three books edited by Mickey. Ian, <laughs> Ian you, you got like a full roadmap. You're at the end of the roadmap, and, and Matt's kind of the next Tony Robbins for HR directors. <laughs> right there, you go. That'd be a good place to be. <laughs> I like it, and all of you will write a lovely testimonial on the Happy Start of School page. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
<laughs> cool. Okay. Well, I think it's um, we've just uh, gone over nearly ten minutes now, so uh, I'd like to end. Um, what I'd like to do is just go round. Um, we lost Nagar. She, I'm sorry to, that she had to go, but um, if you can just think of one thing that you say you you'd learned from this call, um, just one thing that stood out for you, and and just share that with everyone. So. Mickey, what's the thing that you think that stood out for you? You know what? I am not alone, I think. That's really good. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Um, yeah. I know that's really wishy-washy. No, I think whatever feels great. Yep. Thank you. Ian? Yeah, I can, I can feel my brain squishing in different directions. Like it's a big, <laughs> a big you know, like... When I hear other people's issues, uh, I mean, like I think Matt, Matt, sorry, I didn't help you much on that last question there, uh, because it's probably not my field so much. But uh, it's just nice to get those other cogs turning in your brain that that they all relate to your own thing. But it's really nice to get that moving. Yeah. Yep. Brilliant. How about you, Matt? Yeah, I think uh, getting in the head of your customer. So, I mean, the thing that I always struggle with is you create this. It's brilliant to me. So, right. And of course, everybody needs it. But uh, but that's not really the case. So, I mean, thinking about, you know, you being a lunatic and, you know, putting yourself in that persona of your ideal customer and in their shoes and what do they want? And, and then ultimately, you know, how, how you can solve that and then, you know, say kind of the different suggestions about connecting with people are, uh, are really good. Cool. Have you heard of a book called The Mom Test? Have you what? A book called The Mom Test? No. Um, I have not. It's a book by a guy called Robert Fitzpatrick. We recommend it on our sort of our homeschool program. Um, and it's it's a really nice book on how to do effective customer development. And basically how to have conversations with people to really understand their needs and, and, and wants. So, and it's not a big book, it's like really thin. So I would recommend checking that out given what you just said about getting in people's heads. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, thank you for that. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, I hope to see you all on the platform and you know, sharing any thoughts and ideas that have come off of this. Please just post a comment. Actually, it would be really nice if you could just post a lovely comment on the event so that people know you turned up. Uh, maybe just share something you've learned. That'd be great. I'm going to write up some of the stuff that, that came up for me so that we can share with the community. And I'll also share this recording online. Does anyone have an objection for me to share this as... Uh, I want to create a pod, add this to our Happy Startup podcast so it's easier for people to listen to. Do you have an objection for that being up there? Nah, you're good. No, that's no. I was cool. going to say, can you Photoshop my face in post? <laughs> oh no, so just be the audio. No, yeah, no video. The video is only going to go onto uh, onto the community, so I'm not going to airbrush any of that. You're going to come out as you are because we are an authentic community, warts and all. <laughs> but um yeah for the pub more public facing one is just purely for the audio on the podcast and it's really a case of i've talked to certain members that they seeing in front of a screen watching a video is, is a bit taxing but if you've got it in your audio and a podcast you can walk around and you can listen to stuff and so it's a easier way to consume some of this information great well have a uh, good afternoon good evening and good morning uh <laughs>
I'm off to work. Thanks, everyone. My kids to school. So. Brilliant. It's great talking to you all. I hope to see you on another call. All right. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.